Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Kishir Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed, and I want to welcome you into the show. So, you know, recently I've been actually kind of re-looking at my my book that I wrote a while ago, Biblical Bachelor, and I thought to myself, you know what? I tend to be very critical of the Christian church as a whole, especially when it comes to marriage, because I've seen, and I'm not, this might be anecdotal evidence, However, I have not ever heard a pastor give the real uncut truth about what happens out here in the dating marketplace. I haven't heard them discuss why, for example, the divorce rate is super high, why they think they're immune to the phenomenon that we're seeing in the sexual marketplace. But you know what? I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I need to stop speaking for people as a whole demographic, and maybe instead I should let other people talk for themselves. So, in the spirit of transparency and not putting the opposition in a, in a box, I have decided that today what we're going to do is we're going to take the message right from the horse's mouth. We're going to be reviewing a video today of Pastor Mike uh, Driscoll. I've actually been to this man's church. I've been in this man's church before. He has a seminar about real men, so-called. First of all, that f calling real men, as soon as I hear the phrase real men, I immediately know you're pushing a scam, okay? I immediately know that you're only going to fixate on one type of masculinity. And I, I don't want to tell men what to do on this show. This show is not meant to tell you how to be a man, tell you how to be a woman or anything else. I merely want to present to you different ideas, philosophies, approaches, and let you make a decision on what you want for your life. That is not my choice. That is not what I want to tell you what to do. Men are told that every day of the week. Here's what you should do. Here's what you will do. Here's what I want you to do. Who can, ha who can handle all this garbage, right? So that's not what I want to do today. Today is not meant to tell you how to be a man. You can agree with what he's going to say. I have not watched this whole video, by the way. I only looked up a little bit of what he said, and I found a video that I think is going to be really juicy. He talks apparently about Andrew Tate, and he talks about the Christian view, and he kind of ties it all together with the manosphere, the church, and everything else. So this is what he says the video is about. So I'm curious to hear what he has to say about that. As those of you who may, if you've seen the show before, you know that because of fair use purposes, I need to stop the video every once in a while to give commentary as for educational and entertainment purposes. Now, if you want to watch the whole thing completely uninterrupted, you're welcome to do that, as I will have the video on the screen. You can watch it for yourself uninterrupted if that is what you wish to do. However, because of copyright purposes, I cannot do that. So, you want to watch here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up the video right now. Okay, I'm going to share a screen right now. If you want to go watch this video without my commentary right now before you hear my commentary, you can go right ahead. But I got to pause for fair use purposes. So, uh, without further ado, we are, you're going to hear the approach of a biblical bachelor, a term I phrase, a lifestyle I practice, and we're going to see how it compares to what you may be hearing in the church near you. So sit back, relax, and come with me to the world of the pastor. Here we go. 
But we have two crises, two simultaneous crises. Number one, true or false, the young men are not moving down the continuum. They're not. They are delaying their responsibilities and maturity as long as possible. That's not wisdom, that's foolishness. Hmm. What we have created this indefinite life stage. It used to be that adolescence or young adulthood was kind of in your teens, and then we moved it into your 20s, and now we've moved it into the 30s. Okay, right off the bat, he's making a very good point. He's making a great point right out the gate that the he's making a good point right out the gate that a lot of men have this failure to launch syndrome. They have this, and this is not completely young men's fault. As a young man, I want to tell you this isn't completely our fault, but nonetheless, it affects us, and it's something that we have to deal with. Now, millennials dealt with this before my generation did, but nonetheless, there's this realization of I can't do what my grandparents did. I can't just go buy a house right out the gate. I probably saddled with student loan debt. I probably have maybe some credit card debt. Maybe my parents were kind of poor and I had to start from ground zero. Maybe I'm dealing, I'm fighting, I'm swimming upstream, in other words. There's no grease for the skids. There's no butter for the toast. I had to work really hard and it's going to take me longer to do what my grandparents did relatively easily. And that's just due to the economy. That's due to... Problems that are just outside of us. That has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the society, but it affects you. And so you have to adapt accordingly. That is why I don't believe... That's why people want to push marriage to an extent. Because it's two, out, two incomes. Okay, sure. But not a lot of women want to actually do that. And I don't blame them for not wanting to do that. Who wants to work really hard if you don't have to? That's just a reality. I'm not going to sit here and put ethics or morals on that. Because there's no point. People are going to do what they want to do, and they're not going to do what they don't want to do. And I don't blame women for being a sugar baby as opposed to marrying a guy who's broke. Okay? So let's keep going with what the pastor says. Keep going. The average man is over 30 when he marries for the first time. That means for 30 years he's been single. And it's not a sin to get married later. But it is a sin if it's because you're irresponsible and you don't want to grow up and take on masculine responsibility. Okay, I, I got to pause him right there again, okay? First of all, this idea that masculinity is tied to marriage and whatnot, I don't agree with that. I don't. Because if anything, it's very masculine to say, hey, this is what people are telling me to do, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do what I want to do instead. That takes guts. Now, is it going to be foolish? Yes, I'm not saying don't listen to people. I'm saying that if you want to forge your own path, that's very masculine. Going with the flow, that's not masculine. Now, being defiant, just for being defiant, that's kind of stupid. But if you just want to forge your own path, that's not, that's masculine. Okay? Now, again, masculine responsibility can be tied to a relationship, but that's not exclusive to that. So I would rebuff that a little bit, but I hear what he's saying. Let's keep going. This is why men who are godly and wise are probably going to get married younger than the other guys. Okay, here's my, okay, hold on. I got to stop right here. Okay, hold on. I, I, I got to stop right there before we keep going. I realize I pause a lot. I told you why. But here's my thing, okay? Young people getting married. I have friends who are my age. I'm still in my early to mid-20s. I have friends that are married, Okay. And their marriages are great, and I love them, and I respect them. Here's my thing, though. 
That is not a one-size-fits-all. Number one, there's a lot of hard work tied to that. Number two, a lot of marital difficulties as well. Okay? Mar marital um, finance issues is the number one problem in marriages is money. Okay? And a lot of women out here, they don't want to build with a guy. And I don't blame them, like I said before. So he's making it sound like it's just a male problem. It's not just a male problem. In fact, most men would probably get married if they could, but they can't. Because the marriage marketplace is just not there for them. Women want winners. From a biological evolutionary standpoint, they want winners. And if you're not a winner, they don't want you. Okay? I'm not saying they should want you. They shouldn't. I don't care about shoulda, woulda, coulda. Talking about what is happening right now. I don't care about that. Well, women should do that and men should do that. Now, forget that crap. I don't care about that. I care about what is actually happening. And part of the problem with the church today is they are not addressing what I just told you. They're not talking about the dynamics of the sexual, the sexual marketplace. They're not talking about the monetized marketplace where women are making money off of these people. They're not talking about how women are selling feet pictures, how women are going on OnlyFans, how women are do They're not talking about these things. I don't know if they're not aware because they just live in this bubble or because they just don't want to talk about it because they could mess up their whole racket. You know, I've been interesting, interesting sides note. I've really gotten into watching The Sopranos recently on HBO. Fantastic series. Fantastic, The Sopranos. And one of the things I noticed in The Sopranos is Tony Soprano, the main character played by James Golfini. May he rest in peace. It's really interesting to me that Tony Soprano brings in this idea of seeing a scam he's a mobster okay so he sees when people are getting scammed he sees when people are trying to pull one over on you for financial gain and so when i go let me share the screen again when i see guys like this and it's not just mark i don't know mark i've heard him preach and he's not a bad guy from what i see he's not a bad guy but he he like many other people push this idea of marriage because guess what the church is built on marriage the church is built upon families and the church takes tithes to support their business. So people who are more likely to tithe are married men. And they're more likely to tithe more because they're statistically going to have more money. That's why he's not talking about divorce. That's why he's not talking about the downsides of marriage because it benefits the church financially to incentivize marriage. Okay? That's why I tie it into the Sopranos, because it's this whole shakedown racket. No, I'm not saying they do it with malicious intent. I'm saying that this is the side that they won't tell you. Because they're not going to just live with their girlfriend. They're not just looking for a good time. They want to have a good marriage, raise a good family, leave a good legacy. One of the crises we have is young men are literally frozen. They are not moving forward. They're not. They're not getting jobs. They're not starting careers. They're not leaving their parents' home. They're not launching independently. And instead what they're doing, they're dating, relating, and fornicating. They're impregnating with no intent of fathering. So we have a cultural crisis where boys who can shave are creating babies, but not fathers. Okay, I'm sorry. I got to pause right there. He is sidestepping a huge... He's sidestepping half the equation here. Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, when it comes to fornicating and producing children like he just pointed out, which is a real problem, by the way. It is. 
Let me ask you something. What part of what he just said did he leave out? I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you. What, what part did he just leave out? The female mate selection. That's what he left out. He left out that women choose these men because when women are younger, they like Pookie. Who is Pookie? Pookie and Ray Ray. Pookie is the drug dealer, the delinquent, the thug, the, the cool guy who rides the lowrider, the guy who's defiant, the guy who doesn't respect authority. That's Pookie. Ray Ray is the player. The guy who spits game. The guy who maybe he's, maybe he plays a sport. Maybe he's he's that cool guy that gets around, right? The um, what's the guy's name? Um, sorry, I'm I'm blanking on this guy. The guy who goes the Fawns. He's like the Fawns from back in the day. The a he's like the Fawns, right? Women like those guys when they're younger. Okay. He's leaving out that part. Those men get rewarded for acting that way from a woman perspective. The women give those men sex. They give them intimacy. They reward those men. The women statistically do not reward the good man who would marry them, who would respect them, who would treat them right. Maybe they do when they're 35 and 40 and they're running out of time, but when they're in their prime, statistically, women don't like those men. They're not attracted to those men. They feel as though they settle for the men he's talking about. They like Pookie, Ray Ray, the guys who are exciting and dangerous and edgy. Those are the men who they choose, who then probably knock these women up. So, and then to an extent, he's right. Men should not act that way. He is correct. The problem is, it's kind of hard to tell the men not to act that way when they're actively being rewarded for acting that way. Okay, but he's leaving out that part. If women didn't sleep with men like that, if women did not reward men for that behavior, I guarantee you the men would make that switch and they'd stop acting like that. I guarantee you they would. But when a woman goes into the grocery store at 19 years old and you're there bagging the groceries and Pookie's outside with the lowrider and paying for the, the alcohol and, and, and all this stuff for, for the party he's having that night, she's going to laugh at you. Because you're the goofy. She thinks she's winning with Pookie at 19. She's not thinking about getting married. She's not thinking about having a family. She's not thinking about those things. And I don't care if this woman's from the wrong side of the tracks or her, her, um, she's the pastor's daughter. Every woman goes through this phase, okay? So when you talk about uh, men, you know, acting delinquent and, and, and having this bad behavior, you're leaving out why they're doing it. They are being rewarded for this behavior and a large reason for that is because of the women i'm not passing the buck i'm saying you're not talking about a very important aspect of this that's our cultural crisis okay the other crisis that we're having is not just with the young men and let me say this for you younger men let me give you a fatherly word of advice i give my own three sons oh boy the sooner you start taking on responsibility the further ahead you are hmm. Think of it like a NASCAR race. Right now, every guy is drunk in the pits, you know, with the trophy girl. That's where they are. If you get your car out of the pits and start running your laps, you will have, if you're a guy who's in his early 20s, you just decide, you know what? My goal is to mature, to take on responsibility, figure out my degree or my trade or my job, find my wife, buy my house, you know, start my responsibility 
you are 10, hear me in this, you are 10 years ahead of the average guy. Okay, I hear what he's saying, and to an extent he is correct. I would just say you don't need a woman in that equation. Can she be a part of it if that's what you want? Sure, but she doesn't need to be a part of that. She doesn't, okay? When it comes to being financially responsible, when it comes, hold on, hold on. Let's, 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 let's talk here for a second. When it comes to being financially responsible, when it comes to owning your own stuff, when it comes to having your own place, having your own car, having your own money, yes, for a young guy, that is what you should be focusing on. I 100% agree with that. But a woman does not have to be a part of that. Because let me tell you something, and ladies, you might get mad at this. If that's what you want, get mad. But I don't care whether you're mad. I care about whether you call me a liar. Because if you can get any, you can respond any way that you want emotionally. But I want to have a logical discussion here, okay? Women tend to sidetrack you as a man early on. Because you as a young man are very vulnerable to emotional manipulation. You're very vulnerable to women leveraging sex against you. You're very vulnerable emotionally because you don't understand how the game is played. Okay? Now, not all women will leverage that against you. At least not equally. But let me tell you something. Most women do because that is how they win. That is how they have biologically programmed to act. So when, so when Mark talks about this idea of... Getting married is part of a responsibility. Can it be? Sure. But does it have to be? No. In fact, in fact, with my book right here, I talk about responsibility. I talk about all those things just minus the marriage, at least early on, to you so you can build your identity outside of the marriage so then you can decide, hey, I've done all these things. Now I want to get married. I've done all these things. I think I want to pursue a relationship. That's fine. But do those things first. Don't think, oh, I'm going to throw my whole life away just to have sex. To me, not worth it. No, I don't think that's worth it at all. Not, not at all. You are 10 years ahead of the average guy. In addition, you're not wasting those 10 years. You're investing them. You're not wasting them on five broken, traumatized dating relationships. You're investing them in one marriage. Oh, boy. You're not risking having a bunch of children out of wedlock. You're investing your life preparing to be a father. You're not wasting your money on alcohol and nightlife and stupidity and guy stuff. You're investing it in a home. You're investing it in a future. Okay, he makes a good point here. He makes a great point. Here's my one thing I want to add to this. He's tying in too many things together, okay? Nightlife and whatnot, I wrote about it. I think it's dumb. Waste of money. You're only going to meet low-frequency people there to the 99th percentile. Unless you're hanging out with a guy who owns the club, or the guy who manages the club, or the guy who runs the club, you're wasting your time. You're only going to meet low-quality people, and that's a waste of your time and your money and your resources. I agree with him there. Here's what I want to tell you. Investing in that one marriage, what if that marriage falls apart? What if that marriage ends, and statistically... Over half of them end, and 80% of those are filed by 80% of those marriages that do fail are filed by women. So, in other words, you could invest all your eggs in this one basket, and that basket could fall through through no fault of your own. Does that sound like a good idea? Doesn't that sound like such a fail proof option now, does it? 
the absolute collapse of our culture is an incredible opportunity for you young guys to get ahead. How many of you older guys agree with me on this point? It's an, it's an amazing opportunity. Okay, no offense, but that's an odd populum fallacy. Just because people agree with you does not make you more correct, okay? The philosophical ad populum fallacy, but okay, keep going. So for you younger guys that are here, you're like, okay, I want to grow in wisdom. I'm going to figure this out. No, 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 stop. Pause, pause. No, I'm sorry. I can't let this go past him. You, young guys, let me ask you a question, okay? Let me ask you a real question. Man to man, let's have a conversation. Do you really want a woman or do you want pussy? Do you want intimacy or do you want a relationship? Okay. That's a very important distinction. And that's one that most people don't make. There are women you fornicate with and women you form an entire life with. But the problem is most men can't make that distinction. Okay. You think that because you want them sexually, that therefore they would make a great wife or a great partner or a great person to build your life with. The answer is no. In fact, that's not how it works at all. But again, here's my problem with this. He's pushing marriage without letting you know the dark sides of the realities I am talking to you about. They don't talk about this stuff. And this is why I will be the one to tell you. And if they want to criticize me, they want to call me a sinner, they want to call me a degenerate, call me whatever you want. But let's have a real discussion. Let's have a real man-to-man -man discussion. Because you're selling these men a dream. You're not telling them how the infidelity rates in marriages. You're not telling them that their wife statistically is going to be very unhappy 10 years, 15 years down the road. You're not telling them that their man, their wife's going to have a, a wife, a, a work husband if she's out there working. They're not going to tell you that though. They won't tell you these grim realities because it makes them look bad and you might actually question it. That's why the older guys are here. You're like, I don't know how to marry a woman. Find a guy who's been married for a while and his wife is still smiling. And take notes. Oh, no. You're like, okay, I'd like to be a dad. Okay, find a guy who's got some kids who still like him. Say, hey, I, I want to come over for dinner. I want to see you and your wife in your natural habitat. You know, it's like going to the zoo. I just want to see you in your natural habitat. No, 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 no. We all know that when the company comes over, that's not, you're not seeing what really happens. You're seeing the mask. You're not seeing the real relationship. Stop it. We all know that's not true. I want to see what this works like. That's where I started. I was 17, met Grace, 19, got saved. First thing I did, I found an older guy, godly, married, 11 kids, one wife. I was like, apparently they get along. You know, and so, um, and I was like, hey, can I come over to dinner at your house? He's like, yeah, come on over. So I got to see him pray with his kids and hang out and be with his wife. I was like, ah, okay, this is what it looks like. Here's a problem. Again, the problem is this. This is a microcosm of the relationship. Did he tell you about the times he fought with his wife? The time where he thought his wife was cheating on him? When he thought about cheating on the wife because she was not giving him any kind of intimacy? Did he talk about when his... He doesn't talk about these complicated aspects of the relationship. He gives you the romanticized version. The kind you see in the movies. Not the kind you actually see in real life. This is the problem. Because this is what I want. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to be a dad. I don't want my kids to grow up hate me and write punk rock songs about how I ruined their life. You know, I, I want to actually have a family. And so we did. And then on Friday nights, we babysat their kids and they got date night. And it was our way of serving the family as they let us sort of peer into their world. Date night. 
The other crisis, young men are not moving forward. Let me say this to you. If you're a young man, you're like, well, I want to figure out how to get a job. Let your table lead know. There are recruiters and employers in the room. Oh, boy. In other words, hey, I'll hook you up so you can come work for me and help my, with my vision. Don't, don't, don't form your own vision. Work for me and further mine. So you're like, I want to find a trade. There are guys who own businesses in the room. And let me just tell you on behalf of the business owners, they can't find anybody to work. True business owners can't find anybody to work because all the young guys are at home voting for socialists to take their money so they don't have to go to their job. It's very frustrating. If you want to figure out how to buy a home, tell your table lead. There are mortgage brokers and real estate agents in the room. If you want to get married, tell your table lead. There's a premarital class. You want to be a good dad. There's a parenting class. We're the guys here. Okay. He makes a good point here, but I want to add something. Yes, there are a lot of people voting for socialism and whatnot. This is true. Uh, I don't want to make this a political show, okay? I've talked about politics at length. I did it yesterday. We're not talking about politics right now. I am not a socialist. I think socialism is evil, quite frankly. But let's get back to the conversation when it comes to work. I agree with him. You need to find something you want to do and do it. But don't just do something because you're bored. Do something, decide what you want to do, and pursue that with a passion. Don't just sit there and be like, oh, I'm bored, I don't know what to do. Do something, okay? He's right on that front. But what he's not telling you is if you want to actually start your own business, you want to do those things, have the courage to actually believe in yourself, okay? That is where you are successful, is if you back yourself and invest in your future, okay? But overall, so so far it's not bad. When is he going to talk about Andrew Tate? I, he mentions it in his title. Where is that going to come in? Here to help, amen? amen? So one of the big crises for young guys is they're not moving forward. And actually the last few years, they're sliding backward. The other is for the older men. Older men who are foolish, when they're just entering into their prime, they self-destruct. Huh? We call this a midlife crisis. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm pausing him right here because I really hope... Oh, I have not seen this, okay? I have not seen this video before talking to you and showing it on the show. I wanted it to be a live read for me, but here's what I really don't. Midlife crisis, please do not, I hope to God he does not say what I'm about to tell you. If he says any of the following, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a very rough time. Midlife crisis is usually used by, God, by men to shame other men for being successful, doing something for yourself. And not just being a henpecked man who only listens to his wife and has the happy wife, happy life type of philosophy. Okay? If he sits up here, if he sits up here and says to everybody listening to his video and in the room with him that if you do something for yourself, you're a bad man. If you buy a nice car for yourself, you're a bad man. If you want to act young again and actually do what you want, you're a bad man. Oh, we're going to have a really rough next couple minutes. Okay, show the, so go back one, please. So that is where a guy gets to number six and then decides to go back to number three. Hold on, let's look at this list. I'm pausing it. I want to look at this list. Uh, let's see. Oh, he brings up 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. Okay, anytime anyone takes one verse out of the Bible and does not give the context around it to support them, I'm immediately suspect. 
Well, let's go into the maturity. Okay. Uh, baby, first few years. Okay. Child, school age, adolescent, teenage years, young adult, uh, college. Okay. Adult launched. Okay. Mature adult. And then very mature adult. Okay. See that? He's like, my wife is 51. I'm going to trade her in for three 17 year olds. It's that. Oh, no. No, wait, hold on. What did you go back? What did you just say? He's like, my wife is 51. I'm going to trade her in for three 17 year olds. Oh, no, 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 no. We all know that's not what happened, sir. No, no, no. That 51 year old woman statistically divorce grapes him to kingdom come. And then he goes to, um, then he, he says, forget this garbage. I'm going to go hit up the junior college. Shout out to CGA. I'm going to go hit the junior college. Okay. I'm going to go hit up seeking arrangements. I'm going to go hit up this marketplace and understand what's happening. Statistically, it is the woman who does this to him. He does not just walk out. Statistically speaking, that does not happen very often. Okay. And if you want to prove me wrong, you pull up the statistics and you come to me. I have shown these statistics on my show. It's that guy. Shots fired, Scottsdale, Arizona, okay? So, um, and what it is, it's a guy who decides, you know what, I don't want to continue to learn my lessons, move forward, take responsibility, finish my race well. What? So I'm going to go back to my college days. Huh? I'm going to have a midlife crisis. I'm going to get a hot car. I'm going to find a gal who's got a father wound. Oh, oh I'm going to implode God. my family. We're going to split everything I've ever worked for. The attorneys are going to set a pile of money on fire. And I'm going to go back and relive my college days. Oh, my God. Did he just blame that on the man? Did I hear that right? Did he just blame that on the man? He blamed that on men? No. No, he didn't just blame divorce on men. Uh-huh. Um, sir, statistically speaking, women divorce men 80% of the time if a divorce is filed. 80%. So I don't know where the hell you're getting this idea that men are looking at their old wife and saying, you know what, you're old, you're ugly, I'm leaving you, and I'm picking up three college chicks. That does not happen. What happens statistically is the man is working his behind off. The wife says she's not happy. She divorces him, takes half his crap, gets their attorneys in there like he just described, sets the money on fire, and then he goes through a rebuilding phase, has to figure out his whole life. Everybody's blaming him, saying he wasn't hitting it right. He didn't do something right. He wasn't caring about her enough. Meanwhile, she gets off scot-free. All her friends are throwing her a divorce party, saying, you go girl, you go queen, you didn't need him anyway, I knew he was no good, and then he comes out here, no one cares about him, nobody cares about his side of the story, nobody cares about anything he went through, nothing. He, the, he probably has to fight for custody of his kids if he gets any at all. He then says, you know what, forget all of you, I'm rebuilding myself, I am never going to leave in this situation. He either does that. Or he goes back and gets married again and has the process repeat itself, most likely. But you're blaming this on men? When statistically speaking, the women are divorcing the men? Using no-fault divorce? Meaning I'm not happy? What?
So in other words, when a guy says, I put my family first and it screwed me over, now I'm going to put myself first and see how that works out. He's wrong. In other words, he needs to go back to Gump again. He just found the wrong woman. Right, because everybody walks in their marriage saying, I know this is the wrong woman. I know I'm going to be a statistic, but I'm cool with it. No one does that. You've got to be joking. Oh, my God. So this is the crisis in our culture. The young men are not moving forward. They're stuck. And the older men are going backward. No, no, no. They're not moving forward in the way you want them to. They're not moving forward in the way that you want them to do. That does not make them less of a man. Putting yourself back in the meat grinder and marrying the state again. By the way, that is what marriage is. You're marrying both Uncle Sam and the woman. But he didn't mention that part either, did he? No, he didn't. So in other words, if it doesn't work out, it's your fault. And on top of it being your fault, you should then go back into it again because you just found the wrong one. Unbelievable. Which is why we have an absolute crisis in healthy, godly, masculine leadership from top to bottom in all of Western society. And until or unless that problem is fixed, we are a doomed culture in decline. We're a doomed culture in decline. Howdy, Pastor Mark. Oh my god. He doesn't even mention Andrew Tate. He didn't even mention him. It was only for clicks. Oh my goodness. Bro, he didn't address any of Andrew Tate's topics at all. I'm not I'm not a I don't care really about Andrew Tate that much, to be honest with you. I think he says some things that are correct. I don't agree with everything he said, done, allegedly done, or anything else. But for God's sakes, like this is your advice. Just roll the dice and, and, and hope the chips fall in your favor? What kind of advice is this? What kind of world are we living in where it's just, oh, it's always your fault. The women are out here being virtuous and they're all angels and what what are you what world are you living in? What OnlyFans doesn't exist? Uh Instagram thoughts don't exist. TikTok thoughts don't exist. The the monetized marketplace doesn't exist. Sugar babies don't exist. What the hell are you talking about? My friends, now you see why I wrote Biblical Bachelor. Because this is why I do not say you should just become a married man for the sake of being married. Stop the uninformed marriage racket. What's the difference between this and being like Tony Soprano? What is the difference? What's the difference? It's a shakedown racket. My friends... If you have any thoughts you want to share on the clip we went through, please leave it in the comment section. Or if you're listening purely on the podcast, you can go over to my uh, Twitter page or X page at Sheep Get Sheared. You can comment on any of my posts that I put out or my DMs are open. You can send me a DM with a question. If you want to have a discussion, we can do that. Just mention what it is I said that you disagree with or whatever. We can have the conversation. I ask you to be respectful because if you're going to come out here and be a jerk, I'm not going to respond to you. I ain't got time to deal with that. But my friends, I would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I My advice to you is to stay vigilant, stay informed, question everything that comes your way because this is the problem. You probably have never heard someone break down church rhetoric like I just broke down for you. Okay? This is what I've dealt with my entire life. And then when I was exposed to the reality of it, this is where I came to, okay? I don't want you to hate anybody. I want you to be informed. 
I'm out of here. Enjoy your day. Please, like I said, if you have any questions, hit me up and ask them. I'm more than happy to answer. I'm out. Peace.